0: Chompcast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to SwordChomp.com, and that's a place where you can access all of the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. And we are committed to a truly insane show today, as Morgan is institutionalized. Within the confines of his VR headset. Always weird talking about myself in the third person from in the intro. Um, and we are dis- <laughs> excited to discuss the new highly anticipated t- title for PSVR, The Inpatient. Um, topic of the show involves us exploring the ways that music and video games gets inside of our heads, so to speak. It moves us or affects us in a powerful or important way. The value of video game music. And I know it's pretty broad, but it should be a, a good time. I posed a question to the Instagram community about the sequel to Horizon Zero Dawn, and we will discuss the feedback that I received, talk about it. That's going to be awesome. Um, we desperately try to understand the madness that is the Nintendo Labo announcement. Uh, the walls were closing in on us in a good way as we share some really cool Fortnite stories that me, Fish, and Shay had over this past week and uh, as we continue to play some Fortnite. and. Josh unloads his video gaming backlog all over our eager faces. Uh, the bio break this week is involving a topic that has to do with devouring insects, which is, I know sounds gross, but actually has another correlation to the show that I don't want to give away just yet. And more! So it's going to be... I like to end every all of them with, and more! Uh, so it's going to be an awesome show. And, uh, but let's get to some introductions. Some, some intros. Um... No, I'm gonna be honest with you guys, these ones are this week are a little weird. Uh a little risky, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I like weird. You like weird? Wow. Well, you're up first, big guy, so we'll see how you feel about that. Um I never want to say you're up first, big guy, ever again. Um, but uh here we go.
1: <laughs> From t- I, I, I feel like I'm getting up to like a T you know a T ball bat. Uh-huh. Wait. <laughs> Did I say that right? Getting
0: up to a T-ball bat? I mean, you're getting up to a T. A, a T-ball yeah. T. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah
1: a T-ball T. Yeah. You never right. played
0: T-ball. You don't know what you're talking about, do you?
1: No, never.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's a good metaphor, Fish. We're setting you up. So you can hit that home run. Um, the Filipino Johnny Depp. You've heard him already here. From Texas. And uh, so for these intros, this is an alternate reality playing on sort of the insanity theme of the show. So in this alternate reality for fish, he retires from a long decade of successful podcasting so that he can become an entrepreneur, and he begins his own vape juice company. Unfortunately, in an attempt to have the most delicious and groundbreaking vape juice on the market, he begins using some ingredients that were not FDA approved. Most of his customers simply experienced headaches and mild hallucinations, but Fish, oh no, Fish was testing his own vape juice long before it hit the shelves, and the effect on his brain was, well, it was tragic. When the cops found him, he had wrestled and assaulted a poor elderly woman at a local nursing home just to get to her wheelchair, and that's not the strangest part. According to police reports, he was licking. That's right, you heard me. Licking the wheelchair feverishly
2: and the report said that he said it tasted like snatsberries
1: there we go sure i don't know i was waiting for you i mean that, that part's <laughs> confidential so yeah it's it's my uh it's one of my favorite vape juices actually is snatsberry uh, yeah it's it's is mucus that a real thing? with it's mucus with a bunch of uh all the varieties of berry in it. Snosh hmm. berry.
0: Snosh berry. Okay, that's a joke. Mucus with a bunch of
3: varieties of berry. I gotcha. Um.
1: <laughs> actually, actually, that whole scene you just painted me in, in this distant future, it, it almost sounds mm-hmm. like, right. like a jigsaw type of like setup. A, a scene from, from Saw, Saw or something? Yeah. 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 Where I, like I have to... I f- have to I have to lick the wheelchair in order to get like some sort a of code off of there. Or there's,
0: there's like a code. There's a A code hidden for the escape to your your cell, and you have to lick the wheelchair to reveal the code and then escape the room or something. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I had to hit an old lady too. Very brutal. Yeah. Well,
0: that's par for the course for you. Nothing unusual there. Hey, <laughs> you know, J- J- Josh and Shay will appreciate this. It's kind of like in the happening where that weird plant was causing people's brains to do that thing where their self-preservation turned off, and they wanted to kill themselves, except it just turned off the part of Fish's brain where he wasn't supposed to lick wheelchairs.
2: So, that's an important part of your brain to have. Mm. I need to get more in touch with that part of my brain to keep myself from doing that
1: in the distant future.
0: Please do! And thank you for being here, Fish, you depraved motherfucker. Up next, from Japan... The one and only, my good friend, Shay Layton. This was a tough one. The professor, as we call him. So, his Tinder addiction had a tragic end. Um, For as the years went on and dating became more casual in society, our futuristic dystopian dating society, more promiscuous, the popularity and reliance on apps like Tinder began to skyrocket. Before Shay knew it, he was on a bender. A Tinder bender or as the cops later called it, a
1: swipe-out. Get it? Swipe-out? <laughs> God, I cringe so hard inside, work. That, that was pretty good. Pretty good. I'll give you that.
0: That's was a last-minute addition there, which is basically a blur of random dates, hookups, and encounters until you burn out. Um, he became obsessed with finding the perfect match, sometimes going on four to five Tinder dates in a single day. On the day of his apprehension, he was found screaming at a local restaurant, while on the date, waving his hands frantically in the air, like some sort of delusional air traffic controller on meth, flailing to his left, screaming. When the cops arrived on the scene, he attacked them as well, as he appeared completely lost in his delusion. And when they interviewed all the patrons of the restaurant afterwards, they all said the same thing. He looked out of sorts, crazed, and he was screaming at his date, screaming at her. I'm swiping left. Why are you still here? What's wrong with this app? For
2: he had lost all semblance of reality as Tinder had blurred into his own life. That's all I got, Shay. How you doing, Shay? Good. That sounds pretty accurate. I mean,
3: I've definitely in my life caught myself trying to enlarge a picture in a book. With like the the finger, like you pull it away, like you do on your phone. Mm-hmm. So I could see myself, you know, just you know, if uh, I guess I guess that scenario ever played out, I could see mm-hmm. myself. Uh, it's natural. I mean, I think it happens to all of us. We we see someone and we don't like them, so we make the left swiping motion. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think that's a pretty common thing. I, I don't know about you guys, but. I think it's going to be in the, in the near future, not distant future.
0: It really is a fable on how society, um, has, has I've been watching too much black mirror lately. As you can tell with all these, uh, I could hilarious. tell, I know.
3: I was <laughs> like, man, you have definitely watched episode four of season four lately because, uh, that, that restaurant scene sounded eerily <laughs> uh, similar. How dare Yeah. You? You're You're not completely wrong. Shay, you're not
0: completely wrong. Um, yeah, great episode though. Glad to have you here, Shay. Is. Um, thank you. And last but surely not least, um, now Josh might actually have the saddest story of all. Joshua Fowler joining us here from Michigan. Oh, well, this is this this is a rough one too. Um, so in this alternate reality, Fish and Shay have left the podcast already for the aforementioned reasons of insanity. And, uh, Josh was left to podcast... The uh, w- 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 hold on. Sorry, my what's phone's going being on? stupid. <laughs> See, that's great. We should leave that in, because Josh always yells at me to turn my
1: phone off.
4: <laughs> well, it's muted. That's what's so weird about it. Like, it's muted, but...
1: Uh, it's, <laughs> it's probably that porn site you visited mm-hmm. on
0: your phone oh, Josh, come yep. on mm-hmm. Don't don't pull a Morgan here It's not who you want to become
5: yeah,
1: nobody That's wants
0: that Josh's to pull Morgan. true madness <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's muted, I swear Can't
1: get a hold of it
0: <laughs> It's not that they don't want to It's just that they can't uh, very different things
1: hmm.
0: Not for lack of effort uh, Let's start this over, that's okay That was, that was still comical uh, So Josh has the saddest story of all, all right? Um, basically, after Fish's whole story and Shay's story, they left the podcast. So it was just me and Josh. And he was left to hear my shitty opinions for years and years and years and years. Alone. He started having nightmares about Morgan mentioning everything from No Man's Sky to fishing games and near and shiny Pokemon over and over, waking up in a feverish hell of sweat and despair every evening. The breaking point was one warm morning in June. Josh and Morgan were actually traveling on for an on-site E3 meet-and-greet with fans. And they were eating cereal at a local hotel. It was a continental breakfast that they provided. Um, while shoving a spoonful of Honey Nut Cheerios in his mouth, Josh sat there with a despondent look on his face. When Morgan made a comment... About some near automata fan fiction he was writing, and Josh just snapped. He lunged at Morgan and began trying to pluck out his eyeballs from his socket with his little plastic disposable spoon, still dripping with milk, and it might have worked, but a local security guard was also eating his breakfast, and he threw his warm pigs-in-the-blanket to the side and tackled Josh
2: before any real damage could be done, saving me. How you doing, Josh?
4: I'm just basking in the glow of that story for a while. It's ah, oh, it feels nice.
0: Is that pleasurable for you? Mm-hmm. Do you feel? Do you feel your pants lifting a little bit?
4: Just a bit. I mean, oh, oh, a little. Of... <laughs> if I would have had a spork,
0: mm, oh, mm. that's it's true. That's a better weapon, Josh.
1: Really. Hey. Um, but you know it, what they say, what is it called? If only those uh, pigs in a blanket were more delectable, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe that police officer would have been distracted (laughs) just long enough.
0: He just kind of looks my way. He's like, eh, let's see what happens. Let's let this play out. Um, It's sad that when I thought about Josh's hell, it was really just, what's the thing that would drive Josh craziest the most? Oh, I know. He's stuck with me. (laughs) Uh, But I, and I, of course, am Morgan from Montana. Um... And I'm going mad writing all these fucking intros every week. But it's a lot of fun. Glad to have you guys here. Let's get right to the topic of the show. <sighs> Music. Now, this is going to seem weird as, because we had this whole, like, insanity theme. But with the topic of the show, we're one cool thing about our podcast is that we can, at the last minute, grab a really interesting news topic that's interesting to us. Or we can grab, like, a broad topic that we want to talk about. And that's that's what I love about our show. We can make it as interesting as we want it to be. and as interesting as we can possibly make it, let me phrase that better. So, the topic came up with like video game music. Now, I'm curious to see how you guys take it. And I will just say this I started thinking about the value of soundtracks and how like sort of underappreciated um, they are sort of in the, in the gaming spectrum as a whole. And I, and I mean that, even though people love video game music, think about it. We were watching, me and Fisher were watching the Game Awards, they gave out this award for best soundtrack. Before the show even started, which the more I fucking thought about, the more I became really upset about that. You no, know, come on, Keeley, you can do better than that. You know what I mean? And that's that's how I feel. That's metaphorical for how I feel soundtracks are sort of relegated by the community, especially all these online like multiplayer shooter games and stuff that are taking over the world. That people don't even generally care about the fucking music at all because just it, there's no music. It's just violence and quiet or or you know communication with teammates and stuff, which is fine. But the point is the value of music. So. My big takeaway, and I'll throw it to you guys, because I know I've been talking a lot with all these lengthy intros, was just that um, I feel like music is very underappreciated in the context of... like Imagine playing Final Fantasy VII, one of the, the most famous and classic video games of all time. Imagine playing that game exactly how it is. But without that legendary battle music, like it's 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 impossible to even separate those two. Right. So
3: I think it's impossible to know what you just hummed.
0: Uh, You really couldn't. I'm not really good at that. Which is surprising. No, I could, I
3: could not tell that was the battle music at all.
0: Personally. Can you do it better? Can you hum but. it? You hum it, Shay. I want to hear you do it. Hum the battle music, oh, I can't
3: do it. I yeah, honestly can't. I could probably He's do the. I could probably already. do the Final Fantasy X one because I was just listening to that oh. soundtrack yesterday, actually at work. Okay, do it. Let's hear it. Everybody's gonna hum something. Go for it. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it right now. <laughs> I'm getting nervous now. Come on. Come on. Come, come back to me. Come back to me. Let me oh, have a think God. about it for a minute.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, um, the, the idea just of like. I all that you for so- you? Sorry. No. I mean, uh, let's. Fish, you played a lot of Final Fantasy Seven. Can you do it?
1: Mm. No. I wasn't a fan no. of the battle music in Final Fantasy Seven. You could have named any other song in what? Final Fantasy Seven? And I would have all for it.
0: What? That's almost more
1: offensive than anything you could have said. Oh, sorry. <sighs> I, I uh, guess uh, I'm not humming anything for you then. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. The best parts of that game were when mm-hmm. you got into a fight, and it wasn't the battle music you were listening to for the last eighty hours.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes,
5: yes.
4: You're, you're like shitting 80 all 80
5: 80 over sound. me here. It was. It was, it was, was different. Song?
0: Song? Like the
3: boss music was really good in that game. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. There we go. See, see, that's much better. Yeah. See, you got that one much better. was a lot. Good It's possibly I don't even remember the battle music from SE7 at all. Maybe I don't even
3: know what I'm talking about. You are going a little. You're going a little fast. The tempo is a little fast.
0: I'll find it. But it's to distinguish those two is so important, and that's I've been thinking a lot about near lately. But I don't want to talk about that shit that yet. So that was my approach. How underappreciated music is, and how I can't even think about some of my favorite games without that soundtrack, and how undervalued that is in in our, in our world. To me, um, what about you, Shay? I mean, this is a topic that you kind of threw out there. Like, how were you taking this as far as like my perspective or the way you were approaching? I know we kind of left this open ended before the show.
3: Yeah, no, I I had originally approached it um as wanting to talk about what facets or aspects of music make it important and meaningful to the listener. And the question kind of got a little broader. Um and I think that's I think that's actually thinking about it now probably a smarter choice, but it because that's it's it's an easy way to answer. I I think music is, for a lot of the older games, absolutely essential and pivotal because, honestly, Mario is big. I don't think it would be as big as it is without the music that it has because people who have barely played Mario, they still know that theme. That do, 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 Everyone knows that.
0: He hummed something. I got something out of him. There we go. All right. We're two for four here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Everyone knows that. And it's important. I think it's important for games to have that because that is, that's one of our five senses. And obviously we're using our eyes to, to experience the game. But if you're, your ears are another big thing. Those are the two big information sensories that we are absorbing the information with. And obviously Mm -hmm. feel with the controller is slightly less. I think in my opinion, Um, unless you consider like the vibrating controller and whatnot, but the music is what a lot of us associate a game with. I, like, like I've told you guys in the past, with Shining Force, a big part of that game, I turn the music up, and I know yeah. exactly, exactly how I felt one of the first times I ever played that game. And it's
0: the same yeah. with the like and Final Shining Fantasy Force,
5: music.
3: Oh, I, was, I was just going to say
0: it's incredibly important, Shining Force, because that isn't even a good video game. And the music really oh, I helps I don't know you going
3: to go I'm that sorry. way. <laughs> no, it's, it's good. And, you know, at least Shining listening. Force has music, unlike Tomb Raider. You know I can't say. Whoa, Nathan, Nathan McCree is
0: rolling I, I, in his grave right now. He's not dead, but Nathan if he was, he would be upset. Very much still
3: alive. <laughs> this is this if is the one dead, where he he's like, let see how these guys are doing." I do not heard from these guys for a while. <laughs>
1: Let's see how these guys are doing.
3: Bloody hell! No, he I, said, "I, I just... don't even write music." What's going on here? <laughs> he said, "I'm rolling in my grave." <laughs>
2: Like to slap my tea bag all over his rocker. You know what I'm saying? Cheerio. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. What the fuck? <coughs> <laughs> I don't
5: know. I don't know. What yeah, you said. It's just, let's it's know just what
3: mu- I- music is very important. Um, yeah. And I think it's it's interesting that you actually made that kind of comparative of a lot of first person shooters don't have music. Because I was just thinking about it, having having been playing Fortnite a ton this week. And. There's like, you know, the beginning intro music and then there's there's little bits of music to announce certain parts. Like if something Mm -hmm. is happening in the game, there'll be like a little five second music type of sound bite. But other than that, it's just it's it's quiet. It's quiet. And obviously you want it to be quiet to hear people sneaking up on you and stuff. But a, a lot of those games, a lot of those popular games don't rely on music as much. And they rely on, more on the sound production of a game, so I think for I think first-person video games music is essential. Yeah,
0: and see what you cool about Destiny. One of the cool things about doing strikes and stuff with your friends and Destiny is you get that epic soundtrack with your friends as well. Um, so, Josh, sure. I mean, how did you approach this? I guess now that we've opened it up, you can just kind of um, take it how you will, my friend.
4: Yeah. Um... I don't know. I mean, I feel like I hear a decent a bit about music. I don't know if it's underrated per se. Um, I don't. It is. It is important. Um, it's just, it's one of those things that. Um, I mean, obviously, not, not counting music games, it's not usually essential. Essential. Like without it, the game would still work. And whatnot, but yeah, yeah, but it it would not be the same. Like it adds so much,
0: hollow, more hollow.
4: Yeah, so much. I mean, probably even more than art design to me. Like a good a good musical design with a game can just change how you feel about what you're experiencing way more. Mm-hmm. I think than just you know just the visual aesthetic um as far as putting you in a place uh and just making it feel real um yeah
0: yeah Yeah, that's true yeah kind of setting the the one thing the weird thing john i was thinking about this the other day music is is unto itself this is going to sound weird so i'm trying to find the right way to phrase it we would go to the store and buy a cd and we would go to the store and buy a video game and they're almost two different things altogether. And the beautiful thing about our genre, now, movies are the same way, right? You can find a great score, a great film. But when you find an incredible soundtrack, I mean, that's literally something you would do by yourself. You could go for a ride and put on a a great soundtrack, right? And that's just part of the video gaming experience, and that's how much more it can add to the game when developers choose to use it. And it just feels, I guess I feel like it's underutilized or underappreciated because uh, maybe with the context of how video games have headed, and I—if I'm basing my entire thing off of the fact that it was in the pre-show for the Game Awards—I mean, that might not be the best thing, but that's kind of how I—I I started with the idea.
5: But, um.
2: yeah, I don't know. I have, yeah, no idea how to feel about that because I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. But but being in the pre-show,
4: yeah, but being in the pre-show, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure just, the viewership me, is like, the well, highest there. So, <laughs> in the, yeah, in the pre-show, it's gotta be uh, yeah highest there than anywhere else. So, I mean, maybe,
0: and and yeah, and it's just it's such a powerful thing when used properly. Like the like you were saying for setting the mood in so much. Um, how did you How did you approach this fish when you started thinking about uh, the topic?
1: Um, I I kind of lean towards, uh, what Josh was saying as far as the mood, um, trying to think of the first game that where the music was just caught me in a way that it made me want to kind of seek out, um, more of that music and see who actually did it. And the first game that comes Mm -hmm. to mind was Final Fantasy,
2: um, which one, uh, no, it wasn't I'll the first say, one because you don't like se- those old Final Fantasies. No, it's definitely
1: not the older ones um, because I didn't play them as a kid. Um, I only played Probably them later seven?
0: on. In life. See seven, seven?
1: <clears throat> seven was the first one where it. I, I heard it and like I thought, yeah, this music is great. Like see like Josh was saying, like seeing that music translate to what's going on in the screen and kind of almost lifting that moment, like. A Ares's death in Final Fantasy VII was more of like it what was that like it,
0: piano it, or something? I don't, yeah. don't remember that music. Speaking very
1: soft piano. Yeah, it was it was, well, yeah, it was
0: her
4: theme. Yeah, they played her theme. Guys, Aeris Ares died? Yeah. But God damn it. Again Fish. in all the fights for the Squires. entire area after that. The music doesn't change. It continues to go with mm. her theme. It doesn't the go to good. that horrible yeah, battle yeah, music right. through there just to let you yes. sit there and and actually feel what's happening instead of you know having this really big moment land and then all of a sudden all this <laughs> upbeat <laughs> cheery music comes on every time you get into a battle and like they yeah. understood what the music was doing really really well in that situation. Um, in a way, Definitely. a lot of games, you know, have PlayStation, yeah, yeah, have have you know yet PlayStation to figure out. One
0: RPGs to that point, Josh. A lot of PlayStation One RPGs, I think, did that really well. Mm-hmm. They put that on the map for me. PS One level RPGs. But go ahead, Fish. I don't mean to interrupt you. Continue.
1: Yeah, and yeah, even um, even the cornier parts of Final Fantasy, like in Final Fantasy X, when you. Uh, see Titus for the first time in that blitzball sphere, um, playing blitzball, and all of a sudden, you hear that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that metal. It, it kind of kicks it off. You're like, oh, Isn't gacked or something. Who is this? Who is this character? And yeah, you find out he's like this kind of upbeat type of
5: uh, like. Oh, Jock
3: it's Meg Ryan.
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah that was I remember I was just going through my heavy music phase too so I was like oh my god they're screaming
1: in Final Fantasy this is so cool.
3: this is brutal yeah exactly yeah. hardcore
1: yeah a, lot, a yeah. lot of the Final Fantasy music was yeah like I looked up who the composer was and I found out it, it was Nubu Utamati and I was like wow this guy is amazing And like, that's not
0: how like, I pronounce his
1: name how, how I, do say, say to, I say I say Nobu
0: Umatsu, but I don't know if I'm.
1: You may be right. I,
0: I think Nobu find... Umatsu.
1: Nobu Umatsu. Is that what I said, Josh?
3: Umatsu.
0: Matsu. Oh, that's a game where you roll the dice and you get them all the same kind. Umatsu, mm-hmm. right?
3: <laughs> That's a different game.
4: That's exactly Exactly how sorry. you pronounce it. That's yes. <laughs> that is 100% correct. Good.
1: Yeah, but but listen to his music like that was the first time a video game music mm-hmm. um just kind of pulled me away from the game and made me want to just listen to the music. And to mm-hmm. this day like if I listen to pretty much any Final Fantasy music it it puts me in like this great mood and the fact that video games can inspire that type of music. I mean, granted like these video, these companies work with these big orchestras and, um, pay a lot of money to, for them to, uh, get into a studio and record these tracks and try and fit the themes of their game. And, um, I just, I think that's such a brilliant and, um, Fascinating thing to see with video games is that sort of collaboration with music, um, talent, meshing with you know these people who are essentially sitting at a desk working with 3D models, developing a game, writing down a script. Like that whole collaboration um, with music behind it as well. Just it, it feels good, and and a lot of times some games can fall flat as far as with their music. And other times, like, you'll come across certain games where that music um, just, like, almost accents at, the, the whole, at what's going on within the screen, whether it be combat or a, a sad moment or whatever.
0: Metal Gear was great at that, too. And I feel like a lot of people are dismissive of music because, like, I can't tell you how many, like, even my, my current girlfriend, she's incredibly, incredibly well, like, versed in the world of music. She's a singer. She, like, a out of musicals. And even she will dismiss video game music. She'll be like, oh, you are just listening to that video game music again. Like, she puts it on a lower tier. Like, it's some sort of, like, lower species of human being or something. It's like, I feel like there's this, like, if you were to strip away the fact that it's in a video game, these are compositions. These are, this is incredible music. It's just, it's just frustrating me sometimes, and I feel like music is...
3: I think I think that's more of our culture um, in the U.S. than anything, because I know here in Japan, they they really respect a lot of video game music. They have um, concerts just dedicated to video game music. I I mean, every year or Mm -hmm. every other year, they have this huge Final Fantasy Symphony and it always sells out and it's always a huge deal and they don't just do that with final fantasy music even though that's one of the big ones uh, they do it with pokemon music and a bunch of other music as well so yeah. i think that's just more indicative of the cultural aspect of it which is for whatever reason uh, just n- i think nerd culture in in america isn't quite as readily accepted which that's a topic for another day just that I, it, it's it's weird to me that uh I, I guess video game music isn't as widely accepted, like you're saying, because there's a bunch of time and energy put into these compositions, and some people will put just as much effort and work into the composition of music for a video game as they do at, for a CD release, you know? Like, mm. they're, they're, the composer might put just as much work as a Kanye West or... Um, uh what- well, I'm spacing band names Foo Fighters or you know any any of those popular famous musicians they will put just as much mm-hmm. work in, and it's not regarded as um as real music, and that's just that's odd to me but i I still think that you know there are those people out there who really do respect it i mean I'm sure if we went and looked at Spotify we could see some video game soundtracks and they would probably be significantly
2: higher than we would expect. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Um, And like you said, nerd I, culture... I, I will,
1: I, I will say, ahead. though, like, my mom, like, mm-hmm. for the longest time, like, I would play Final Fantasy games, like, all day right after I get off of... get out of school, and... Um, I think it was a Saturday morning I was playing Final Fantasy ten and I decided to turn off the game and my mom was like, Oh, why'd you do that? I was like, uh, I'm done? She's like, Oh, I really like the music in that game that you were playing. No. <laughs>
5: like, oh. I yeah.
1: kinda of touched yeah. you. I was like, Oh, that's cool. My mom actually <laughs> enjoys this the soothing music of Final Fantasy. Well
3: mom, oh. I guess if I have to play video games for another two hours, I guess I will. <laughs> Shh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, God. that's true.
3: My
0: parents this I think maybe maybe it's because there are people that enjoy video game music and they need to be doing something while it's happening. I think for some people's brains, perhaps maybe more of the mainstream listeners, if they're just sitting there in the car with some sort of long spatial orchestral music. It just doesn't feel right to them. Maybe like being playing a video game, there's an action; they're moving around, they're going through their items, they're in a a battle situation. Maybe it's like doing something helps people more with music without words. Because my girlfriend's a great example. Any sort of music without traditional vocals, she just can't get into. And I find that so weird because I generally lean toward music without vocals as I get older. So it's, I think that's just sort of obviously what you're looking for with music. But with most of society, they're looking for vocal oriented music and video game music is not only on the orchestral side of things the instrumental side of things it's also a little more niche because it's in
2: video games and that makes it a little more difficult to i think under
4: yeah yeah i think that's probably Um, probably a big part of it
2: um also i did for the record um, (laughs)
4: Sorry, I had to.
0: Come on, Fish. Give me a break. I'm talking wow. shit on that battle
4: music. That was pretty good humming this time. Thank yeah, you. Was I know. Was, really I good.
0: really nailed it. It's kind of tough because there's all those different melody lines going all over the place and shit. You know what I mean? Fish, you haven't hummed anything yet. Can you give me the uh, Aries theme music when she dies? <laughs> give it to me. Come on. Yeah,
5: that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there
0: we go. Good job. Yeah. We all just do one line. I haven't made Josh hum anything yet, and I could see in his eyes he's not gonna do it. But I really, really I'm, would love him. I'm to way hum. too
4: teary from Eris' theme to actually hum anything mm. at this point. It's,
1: yeah. Give True. him some space. Yeah, for him. F- let him recover.
3: Let me <laughs> grieve. Fish's rendition almost, almost surpassed the original.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thanks, Jay. Uh, Holy shit! shit. All right, you're, you're in the wrong line of work here. Yeah, this, the <laughs> whole music coming business. Sh- I need to be out on the streets. You could be the next bottle <laughs> fancy
3: music. I think you could be the next William Hung. <laughs> but
1: Oh. Okay. Uh, is that a racially offensive joke?
0: <laughs> Are you stereotyping fish just because he's Asian? God damn it. Um, no,
3: I was just gonna say he's gonna be another one hit wonder. Just coincidence that they're both Asian, sure. I don't see I don't see skin color.
2: Okay. I mm-hmm. see
3: talent. I see the man, I see the personality.
5: Mm-hmm. Feels
3: like you're
1: just saving your skin now.
3: <laughs> no I don't need to save my skin um
0: I will say the one thing I did want to say before,
3: before I uh
0: um before we transferred over was and I mean this seriously not to gloat more about Nier because I know eventually you guys will be able to play it and I'm hoping fish will play it at some point because I've known fish my whole life and this might be one of the most fish ass fish games I've ever played once you get into it like really melodramatic Japanese soap opera, pianos, and all that kind of stuff. Um, anyways, so one of the things Nier got me thinking about was how you use music. It has used music in such a beautiful way that video games have not... I don't think I can... I can't remember a game that uses music as well as Nier. You know, whenever you play, like, the hacking mini games, um there's like 8-bit renditions of the soundtrack, so you get like every song, but you get it in like 8-bit, or what are they called, like chiptune, chiptune versions of the music, um, which which is incredible. There's Like I told you guys, there's a side quest you go on where you have to find a music box, and they literally play the theme you've been hearing the whole time in like a, a music box kind of chime for a while. Um, there is changes in as you progress through the game, you'll hear a song in different ways. Like after an event happens, when you're crossing the world, you'll hear that song, but now it has vocals. Like The, the music in Nier isn't just good. It's incredible, but it uses music in really smart, ingenious, clever ways that I can't really compare to anything. And I would love to see games do that more. And hopefully you guys will get to play it one day, because I think if you had played Nier, it would have been a unanimous soundtrack of the year for us. I believe that in my heart. It would have been unanimous. No. Without hesitation. I'm telling you, it would no. happen. No.
4: I played plenty of that game. The soundtrack is just not that great.
2: I, I will say, uh, for
1: like Zelda Breath of the Wild, the fact that there was hidden music or just very sparse music that only popped up at very key moments in the story or certain events that were happening. I I I I enjoyed those a lot. Um but there was times where, like, I just really wanted that overworld theme just mm-hmm. constantly playing. Um, But I know that would have dragged on because you know, eighty hours of that overworld theme might make a man go crazy. I don't know.
0: It, <laughs> on. Yeah, it didn't love... make us go crazy back yeah, in the no. day.
4: Well, no, but that was didn't. ten times less game. Mm-hmm. Well, you it's how you use it, fish. Like yeah.
0: I told you, every time you get on a fucking horse, the music should come in. That's it. Just when you get on a horse it does no the the music music the good music you know oh, what I'm oh
1: about. okay the overworld theme yeah yeah, yeah. He, so, they do uh, play it doesn't have ad- music during whenever you do jump on a horse in this game but it's oh, yeah. a little different though it's it's very subtle sounding um yeah not very pronounced but yeah those moments it's, where like you're mounting like a divine beast like when that music pumps up that's uh, that's a part it's a of bleak. the game where... yeah but it makes it's it a bleak accents, zelda game it's very bleak yeah, but it accents those moments so mm-hmm. well. Yeah, did you beat the tower, the
0: final dungeon yet? Did you get to hear the music that goes mm-hmm. on throughout the? Uh, Not you're yet. missing out. That's that's some cool stuff there. Um, no song of storms though. So, boo, boo! The best song in the history of Zelda—they left it out. Even the Capcom Zelda games had song of storms.
2: <sighs> I don't know. I think the. I think the uh, Wind Waker or the Windfish's uh tune to wake
1: up was probably the best sound.
0: Mm-hmm. Can you hum that? Can you hum that tune fish?
1: No, I can't. I just remember nah. I fucking loved that shit though. Oh, because you can't hum everything no. after each dungeon you do, you get one uh-huh. piece you get one instrument from that dungeon mm-hmm. and you sit there a little bit and you get to hear it play out its part of the song. And you're like, Oh, okay, that's Cool, I guess. And then, as, as you progress through all the dungeons, you get another piece of the instrument, and then finally you get them all, and you get to play it for the Wind Fish to wake up. And it's it's just it's just the most epic fucking song you ever hear in this fu- and on a fucking Game Boy Color of mm. all things for me. I was just like, oh god. This well, is Zelda so used to be good. all about
0: like instruments, like Ocarina of Time, um, the yeah. Wind Waker. Yeah. Like it, they've always emphasized. Music and instruments, which is interesting because Breath of the Wild, you know, the instrument is basically what they're saying, it's nature, but in a lot of ways, they have sort of abandoned the focus on music, which yeah. it's probably time for that, but kind of sad.
4: Oh, I'm going to have that windfish song stuck in my head for... Oh,
0: Josh, can we hum it? Can you yeah, hum it's, it? Please? It's
4: essentially, and they never say this outright, it's essentially oh, an hurt. extended intro into the regular Zelda overworld theme.
5: Oh, so once it okay. ends...
4: The idea being, you know, it goes right back into, you know, a Zelda overworld theme since, you know, the whole thing's a dream. Um, yeah.
2: Which, which Zelda was that? The um, Game Boy Color one?
4: Link's Awakening. Uh, Link's, a- Link's, Link's Awakening, Awakening.
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> Actually, <sighs> okay. I got it right here if you want to hear it. Let's do it. I'm sorry. Game it's, boy all right. color. it's all right it's all right that song coming out of a game boy color just blew me. did you ever play um uh metal gear solid on game boy color
0: metal no, gear I solid haven't. on game boy color had some good that is a gem and that game had some great music on game boy did you ever play that one josh metal, yeah. metal gear on game boy color
4: yeah that one was good I mean. because it basically played like the original two metal gear games but with a lot of the rough edges polished off um Yeah, because those two were, you know, much older games. And,
2: uh, yeah, user-friendliness
4: was not a concern back then. So, yeah.
2: That's true. And
0: it's a gem because most people don't even know there's a Metal Gear game on the Game Boy Color. But it exists, and you should find it if you love Metal Gear. Anyway, transitioning on, we can always come back another day and talk about soundtracks in another light as well because it's a very broad topic um there's a lot of different ways to approach it and it's a lot of fun uh briefly here i wanted to mention um the nintendo labo thing we didn't have a lot to say on this some people might be wondering why it wasn't a bigger topic on our show generally speaking from gauging the room before the podcast nobody really seemed to care nintendo's coming out with these cardboard things you put on your switch and they actually i didn't know this until i did the research but they come with mini games i guess they're going to come with their own little cartridges that work with those sets like the fishing cardboard thing comes with its own little fishing minigame. I thought they were all add-ons for, like, existing games. Um, so that was the thing that kind of threw me off. And that doesn't mean maybe you'll be able to use, like, if Mario Kart or I'm assuming you could probably use the steering wheel one on something like Mario Kart so there probably is going to be some um, cross-use there. But sounds like you guys don't give a shit, really. No one seemed to care about the Nintendo Labo. Well, I already pre-ordered so, uh... mine,
4: so not the robot <laughs> one, but uh, the other one.
1: What'd you get? God damn it, Josh!
4: Yeah, the the one that uh, like the variety one that with like the piano really? and the fishing rod and a bunch of stuff. What? Yeah, because the whole but idea is that sarcastic? you can. No, it's it's actually a really cool idea because basically it's using the IR scanners and a lot of the other uh, like motion controls and stuff that is not really used that much in the Switch and shouldn't mm-hmm. be, but using them for interesting things um, like you know essentially using that i r scanner or to be able to tell what you're hitting on that piano um, and whatnot so you're you're building the stuff that the switch is then reading and turning into gameplay input
2: it's is it? where's the appeal, though?
0: Like, I mean, like, for you. Is it for you? Is it for your kids? Like, where's the...
4: This one's mostly for my kids. Like, it looks like it's gonna be okay. fun, but, yeah, it's... You're gonna be able to make all this stuff and then just play with it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a really cool idea and for for something that's just... really not a huge investment for them, really. I mean, they're... It's not like they're building... Um, they kind of tried this with the one two switch thing that came out at launch like we have this ir sensor in there let's show people what the hell to do with it and so they showed about the capabilities of it to be able to read fairly detailed motion in a very small area which was not good the mini games were bad it was not a fun party game it was attempting to be, like, a WarioWare-type thing, but was not anywhere near as good as that series. Yeah. Um, and this looks like they're kind of taking that and, you know, taking another stab at it. All right, that didn't hit. Let's see what else we can do with all this extra stuff. Because there's a bunch of features on the Switch that no one ever uses. Um, and that's not to say they need to, because, you know, there's still all the standard controls and whatnot that... You can just make a regular old game on the Switch. um But if they're going to have it on there, it seems like Nintendo have always been the company to make something that's going to use all of that. And I'd much rather them make these off the wall sort of ideas than try to shoehorn all these features into their main titles, like they did with the Wii and all the waggle control Zelda games that came out on that um, and whatnot. So, yeah. I'm I'm much happier with this approach to it than what they've done in the past. That makes sense. That makes sense. Hopefully
3: it works out then. I know when I saw it and I saw that you're spending a not you but the average consumer is going to spend $80 for some cardboard and a few mini games. <laughs> for me the price point the price point was just like why am I spending $80 on cardboard, you know? And hopefully this is a
2: cool and interesting experiment for them that will end up panning out for the better. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the fact that they are, they're utilizing their tech in their system,
1: their new system, um, in a creative way. Like this is definitely something out of definitely thinking outside of the box.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, good one, fish. See, he was Thank waiting you. for Thank you guys you. to Thank catch that yeah. one. Thank
1: you, appreciate it.
4: Yeah, it no, is but, funny uh, though. Also, yeah, like just you know, right around right around the same time, all the new you know system point fives are coming out for PS4 and Xbox, Switch. You know, and Nintendo decides, hey, you know, it'd be fun. Let's give you a bunch of cardboard to play with. Here, go <laughs> go, right. go, go make something fun for yourself.
0: <laughs> I... <laughs> I feel like that's I've, I don't know maybe Nintendo's just getting cocky like you know what we can just sell them trash how much cardboard we got in these landfills let's just sell the consumers trash and see if they'll buy it eighty dollars for a bucket of trash I got cardboard what? at my job I got piles of it in the back I can take home
1: exactly exactly actually I believe I think I've heard something that they're actually going to release like the the blueprints like cut, yeah blueprints and little cutouts for you to print off and actually follow as templates so you can make your own stuff. <sighs> Because eventually that stuff's going to break down, I, I'd i imagine, unless it's like some yeah. sort of magical cardboard. Well, I mean, Which our, I our Instagram users, magical.
0: they've already seen what you do to your Switch, Fish. So, I mean, that cardboard is getting yeah. beat in real fast.
1: Yeah, you know what I do with cardboard boxes as well.
0: <laughs> I, sure, I sure do. That's a real deep inside joke that nobody knows but me and Shay and Josh. Um Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know why that's so funny to me. Um, so, but,
2: um, I, Hide I, your I, cardboard I, boxes. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: I have to see what the quality of the games are. I think that'll be big. But, like, for my daughter, it seems cute and fun. We build something together. She she uses the Switch more than I do. Honestly, I barely use my Switch. I played it for a week with Mario, and I played it for two weeks with Zelda. And I love it, but I just don't play it that much. My daughter plays my Switch every single day. Probably two hours every single day she's still playing zelda in fact my daughter's so cute she when she plays zelda she doesn't play it like you're supposed to play it she plays it like she's playing with dolls like she gets on her horse she'll talk to the npcs she she treats it like they're action figures it's really cute
3: um cool Cool. maybe labo will be good for her then i think it will but
0: for me zero interest um but cool josh you can test it well yeah maybe we'll all get it for our kids and report back so Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to you guys really briefly here about the impatient. The thing is, I know you guys aren't super excited about this. It's always tough for me to talk about PSVR, but it's the first Wait, big what are you PS. Talking about?
1: I'm excited to hear what you have to say about that VR game, Morgan. Well, all right, little... fish.
0: Well, I'm excited yeah. that you're excited. I'm getting a little impatient here. Oh, guys! Fish is bringing the one-liners today. God damn! Did you practice two these? Two for two, motherfuckers. <laughs> did you practice? Did you practice these ahead of time? Um, no, I did it. Well, yeah. Fish's He's brain is—he doesn't have vape brains tonight. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a miracle. I slowed down. Are you slowing down the vape juice? Um. No, anyways, no, no, no. it's crea- So the impatient was <laughs> was created by the people who made until dawn. And the Until Dawn VR shooter, Rush of Blood. And it's basically you're in a 1920s asylum and shit goes to hell. Now, the, the shitty thing is if you played Until Dawn on the PS4, the backstory in Until Dawn about the miners that got trapped in the cave and the wendigos and stuff, um, which I guess a wendigo is like someone who eats. So I guess there's this myth about if you eat human remain or if you eat human flesh, you somehow become cursed and you become a wendigo. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yes. yes, That's common knowledge, right?
3: (laughs) It's it's a Native American uh, lore or uh, myth, so to speak.
0: That's a good point. I forgot about the Native American part of it. You're right. I was actually Googling the Wendigo definition. Um, But the Wendigo is a mythical cannibal monster or evil spirit native to the northern forests of the Atlantic coast and Great Lakes. So it's a cannibal monster. That's it. So that's how the in the in the Until Dawn game that that's what the monsters were that you find out right spoilers if you haven't played Until Dawn I'm sorry it's an old game um, and basically this game just expands more on that you're in the asylum in the 20s when the big mining thing went down and there and you're in the asylum where they found some of these miners and you're basically living out um <laughs> you're basically living out sort of a storyline of someone who is been taken into this asylum but he has amnesia shocking a character with amnesia so you don't know what's going on wow Uh, anyways so i got the, the things i didn't like about the game i'm just gonna get them right off the bat they one of the revolutionary things they're trying in this game are voice recognition you're gonna hear a lot of people talk about it the game picks up voice recognition when the characters talk to you which sounds like a great idea but the issue is not the that it doesn't pick up your voice because it actually picks up what you're saying really well. It's the fact that you have two things you can say and you have to. So the character will say something to you. Bla, so would you, can you recount any memories for me? And then you have to look to your right or look to your left and the text will be floating. So it's already kind of annoying because you have to like pull your head to the right or pull it to the left just to read it. Right. And you have to say exactly what you're reading. So to the left hmm. of the character floating in the air, it will say. Yes, I remember. This is what happened. Or maybe you look to the right of him and he'll say, I can't remember a thing. It's like a choice game. It's a game that's about making choices. Um, The problem is, it's kind of annoying. You're constantly looking to the right and the left every time he says something because it doesn't fit in your normal peripheral. And then you have to say exactly what the text is. You can't just freeball it. Like, if he asks you a question, you can't just look at him and say whatever you want. You have to say verbatim what the two choices are. So, after, like, 20 minutes of that, I was like, this is just annoying. I'm just going to pick the choices. I have to turn my head and read this bullshit anyway. I'm just going to press X and pick the choices like a normal person. But I did try it out, and it did actually pick up my voice really well. Like, everything I said, it was really accurate. It didn't, like, fuck up any of the things I said. I didn't have to repeat myself. And I thought that was really cool. So, like, this game is, like, a beginning step for voice recognition. It just, I didn't like how it was handled. And then, um... The movement. There's just, some really I weird just,
1: move- I just got like a mental p- image of like somebody watching someone playing that game and just seeing them turn their head to the left or right and just spout off like some weird sentence that's a little incoherent. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? But no, I, 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 I could I understand that being kind of annoying. My girlfriend was watching
0: me play, and she said it was weird just hearing me talk. And plus, my kid was sleeping, so I was trying like. <laughs> After, like, 10 minutes, I'm like, I don't know how loud I should be because I don't really want to wake up my daughter. And it started to become, like, problematic for me. Um, (laughs) So I was like, fuck this. But, like, the idea is cool. And then there's some issues with the movement, like... It's really sensitive like they use this thing where you spin around to a full 360 turnaround when you press down on the joystick and you don't realize how often you accidentally press down on the right joystick and maybe it's just because I have fat fingers but I, I play games all the time and I've never had I've never played a game where if you tap the joystick down slightly it makes you spin around and that's what they have this game set up to do so I was constantly like accidentally spinning around it was really annoying. Um, and that's just something they set up the game to do. It's designed so that you can, if you're motion, if you have issues with like motion sickness, you can really quickly just turn around without having to go, uh, 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 you know what I mean? Like that quick jerky stuff that's in Resident Evil that didn't bother me per se, but um, I, I feel like it's put in there to help people but that are a little more motion sick because they can just instantly turn around. And um, the movement just feels weird. And I went online, I was reading some people complain about the movement after I played it because um, I wanted to keep a pure mind, and other people are complaining. It feels weird. It feels like you can't ever walk straight. You're always kind of sliding to the right or to the left. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever played
2: in a game. Um, the game's not good, man. It's not good. Mm. It's it's short. It's chunky. None of the decisions
0: I had to make were interesting. I'm going to give you guys an example, because you're never going to fucking play this game anyway. I, you're never going to get PSVR, and even if you did, I doubt you're ever going to play this fucking game. So I'm just going to tell you a minor thing that happens. Um... There's this guy that's conducting experiments on you, and you see him for, like, all of, like, a, maybe two minutes at the beginning of the game. And then later on, when you finally meet up with him after shit goes down, you find some survivors, and you meet up with this guy, and he basically has this speech where he's like, I'm going to stay behind here. You guys go off to the church. And basically, you have to make the decision, like, yeah, you should stay here, dude, or no, come with us. And there was no gravity behind it. I didn't know anything about the character. I, I didn't have a really strong reason one way or the other which way he should go. There wasn't a lot of dialogue around it. And, and whenever I picked the choice, it was one of those big like butterfly effect choices. And if you played Until Dawn, you know what I'm talking about. They have These big pivotal decisions you make. And I was just like, everything in the game that was designed to be a big choice was just not interesting. The game mm. literally ended so abruptly. I was like shocked. Well, let's talk about like? Remember the game Rage? It was like worse than that. The game just like ends like so weirdly, and I was just I couldn't believe it. Like when I told you guys I finished it last night, I was like, I can't believe I could finish this game. Like it's 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 only like two and a half hours long, but none of the decisions were interesting. All the characters were kind of dull, um, and maybe I just got unlucky from picking weird things in the game. But I was completely underwhelmed. By everything this game had to offer me, and it's too bad. If I could go back in time, I would go get my forty dollars back. But um, wow, I don't really wow. You, I don't really you regret hated games. This game, huh? I did. I didn't hate it. Like I don't have. See, whenever because we have maybe well, because we have the podcast or just my personality type, I don't mind absorbing games for the experience, especially if they're in VR. But I would not recommend this. Like if you guys ever got VR, I would not recommend this to you. I would not recommend this to anyone. Um and the weird thing is it's getting positive reviews like this one guy GameSpot said he played through it 3 times and it was engrossing and I'm like god the thought of having to sit through this game for like 5 more minutes sounds like torture so it just didn't click with me for all the above
1: reasons stated Is, is there any gameplay type of mechanics like action or is it no, just no, dialogue you, choices ugh.
0: You pick, You walk around, but you can pick stuff up. Oh, and that's another thing the game does horribly. So you have these flashbacks, so you'll walk around, and you'll see a glowing item in the environment, right? And let's say you walk over to this piece of bread, and you pick it up because it's glowing, and you look at it. You have to kind of pick it up with your hand and move it around, and when you stare at it, and you have to wait for a second because as you stare at it, it starts to glow. And then, boom, it triggers a flashback. Well, the flashback sequences, it's like this really bright light, like... Super sharp, like almost yellow lighting, and it just hurt my eyes. And I'm not even a bitch when it comes to that shit. And I was like, ah, like every flashback was just like headache-inducing, and it was Ugh. like not good, man. It's not good. That's that's the the gameplay is basically you walk around and pick up things and look at them. That's pretty much it. So,
1: wait, isn't um, that one of your favorite things about Resident Evil Seven?
0: But Picking the environment
1: flipping it around
2: and. Looking at yeah, it?
0: Yeah, yeah. The environments were interesting in Resident Evil 7, though, and, like, they weren't that interesting in this game to me. Like, imagine very little detail. The world was very, like, simplistically decorated. Um Resident Evil, you could walk into a creepy room, you're like, what the hell happened here? Like, just looking at the way the Baker mansion was, right? Like, mm-hmm. it seems so lived in and so strangely demented and yeah. kind of s- creepy hillbilly. And... um Complete with trailer outback. Yeah, and I think part of making <laughs> th- I think part of making this game kind of like that 1920 it was very simple. Like there wasn't a lot of interesting things. There is one gross thing that happened that I will talk about a little bit later um, on in the podcast because it has to do with our bio break. Um, overall, big mm. disappointment though.
1: Big mm. disappointment. Um, that's a shame. Yeah, it well, is.
3: That's a shame. But let's move on to nicer and better things, Morgan.
1: Thanks for taking that know. punch, Morgan. No, I was excited too. just didn't work
0: out. Um, mm. All right, so... <sighs> Horizon. Oh, this is a fun one. So we did... Um. I mean, it's been kind of a slow time in our gaming world right now, and one thing we always try to do to make our show a little more fun is think of weird questions or things to talk about with our community, because our community... By the way, you can follow us at SwordChomp on Instagram, and you can see all sorts of cool posts and questions and weird things that I try to post every single day, I spend way too much time there. Send me a message. I will talk to you because I'm just weird like that. Um, And we did a post this week about Horizon Zero Dawn because I was thinking just randomly in my head while I was wandering around this earth, I was thinking, what kind of machines would I like to see in Horizon Zero Dawn 2? And that seemed like a cool idea. I started imagining like a mechanical turtle and, you know, horizon has those beautiful machines, the, the alligators and the big T-Rex looking things. And the, the machines in that game are the highlight of that game. So my question to you guys first, before I read our, our listener comments is like, what sort of like creatures would you like to see them get a robotic take in the sequel, the inevitable sequel to horizon zero dawn? Oh, Oh, I would go
1: with my spirit animal, the otter. You... Oh! Guess would, what, would fish? It... That would be like an annoying creature, though, I think, because they're a little bit <laughs> smaller. But they'll be jumping in and out of the water, <laughs> jumping on land, attacking you, then uh-huh. sl- sliding off the, into the mud, back into the water. Like, they're slippery little fuckers. So I imagine it, they it could be... make sense, too. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say it could make sense because the animals in that world, like, do things to help the world. So, like, the otters could be like, utilizing like the trees and the wood and stuff and building stuff I don't know they could do something that makes sense fish there was someone in our um let's give him a shout out right here if i can find it fish so, uh zanderson 305 otters just otters so somebody said that so. oh, ah yeah.
1: see <laughs> i like that man um, i don't know who he is but hey, <laughs> you got good taste <laughs> got good taste in animals <laughs> Um,
0: there's a lot of good stuff I was going to read over there, but I wanted to see what you guys said first before I went through the.
5: Uh-huh. Um,
0: Josh, Shay, anything like, what would you like to see become a crazy machine? Give me a I'd,
5: mythical I, there's beast. Nothing, too.
3: I, there's nothing I'd really like to see become a machine. One thing I would actually like to see in a game in general. And I think that it would make sense if they could integrate it effectively into the plot of horizon is for them to kind of, try and work on minimizing the demonization of some animals like in Hollywood uh, wolves and bats and snakes are all like creatures that have just been demonized over the years. And I think for unfortunate reasons, because a lot of those creatures aren't out there, you know, to just kill humans. So if they could somehow, obviously with the, uh, the current plot of the first one, do like a nature versus machine type of thing where, you know, you kind of have to rely on animals uh, in the in this society. I think that would be a really cool way to uh, not demonize these creatures and, you know, bring more creatures into the game effectively.
0: So the real animals have to help you fight the robot animals? Is that what you're
3: saying? No, that's not what I said. I said just figure out a way to make them a part of the plot. That's what I'm asking you. I'm
0: asking you to figure out a way. Like, what's your theory?
3: I don't really care enough about this question to theorize, to be honest with you. Um, Um, But (laughs) just to to see (laughs) them do something. All these
0: people have fun answers about animals they want to see become machines, and Shay just tells me he doesn't even have one animal, not Mm -hmm. one animal, that he wants to see become a Mm. robot.
4: Such a shame. I don't care enough about robots. (sighs) Not even if you could have a toaster in the shape of a raccoon. That cleans you know, its own toast. you're thinking outside. Yeah.
3: Now you're thinking yeah. outside of the box, mm-hmm. and I like that. that. sounds if, like if a there very was,
1: helpful robot. If the, if there was like a stork, there. like yeah. a
3: giant robot stork that just drops you an ice cream cone with just like ten scoops of cookie dough on top of each other,
4: no, yeah,
2: better
3: be. Then you are talking dough. my language.
4: Yeah, definitely mm. would be one of the villains. Yeah. <laughs> I,
3: thought, I
0: think giving maybe you those
4: cookie dough ice cream,
1: little androids. They drop in.
0: Well, so Josh, you're saying raccoons. I heard raccoons in there, and that is what I think your heart wants to
3: pick. Raccoon. Raccoons. You mean raccoons? <laughs> raccoons. Raccoons. <laughs> you, raccoon. You know, this is a raccoon. <laughs> uh, raccoons. Huh. That that speech therapy we sent you to just isn't taking, is it, Morgan? Huh. Mm, it's not. It's not, I'm very resistant. Um,
0: some of the answers that, uh, so Josh says ra- raccoons, Fish said otters, Shay said something really sad that made my heart die. The, um, so, the,
1: uh, the honey I, badger. Give him the honey the badger. The honey badger.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Like a wolverine or something? Yeah, that would be cool. Um, some of the answers we that didn't would get. be
3: badass, like a robot Wolverine. I'll get fish that. Yeah, that would make okay. me interested in robots yeah, a little bit. Big,
0: those blade claws and shit. If you actually go into the bestiary in Horizon and just look at all the detail on the, the robots, it's it's really cool. I wish the bestiary was 3D though, which is kind of dumb. They didn't actually make it the 3D models you could look at because they do like still pictures and they're kind of hard to you know appreciate that way. Um, Desiree Burnand said, Pegasus or Griffin. Which would be pretty cool.
1: Um, so, like, yeah. a, a griffin, I could see. That'd be, see for that'd be sure. cool if you could mount those, too. Yeah, you, you would like that, wouldn't you?
0: Oh, yeah, fly. Well, that's what she said. She said if you could do flying. Like, if uh, you could okay. fly. Yes. Like, a flying mount. <laughs> wait, wait. I, did, did you say it? When you applied that, Fish oh. is it's all about mounting machines. machines. Oh, uh, that's not, I mean... <laughs> I had to get rid of all Fish's other answers about sexual takes a strong bombs. man to
1: mount a machine Pegasus. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: he's the boner champ. Um, let's see here. Uh, so fucking Zach. Oh, no, that's not a real comment. Sorry. Uh, Mario Corrales said a rabbit. <laughs> and we were kind of laughing about that. Um, because, like, a rabbit would just be hopping around and shit. And it would just be kind of obnoxious, but, but kind of funny. Um, you shot some, so many rabbits
4: in the first one. Just actual rabbits. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Yeah. They'd yeah. have to it make was fun
0: murdering yeah. all the real. Yeah.
4: They'd have to make robot rabbits so you could real. just kill all the robot rabbits in the second one.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. All the yeah. I I see if I was this is gonna get kinda nerdy, but If I was making Horizon Zero Dawn, I would have made the side quest cooler. Like, you find a guy who's, like, he's broken down one of the alligator snap jaws, and he's, like, kind of deranged. He's on the fringes of society, and he's, like, tinkered with the alligator and added other parts to it. So it's, like, an alligator with, like, a big fucking spike tail or horns, and he's, like, turned it into his own killing device so he can rob people and shit. And, you know, and you have to—I would have, like, liked to see them do more Witcher-style side quests with with Horizon. That would have been cool, because there's you can do there.
1: Yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'd make a side quest where, like, you find a guy who has, like, a thousand robot rabbits that is just a herd they're just of them. Everywhere. He, they're just, they're just he command them. He commands them all, and they all just do his bidding for him.
0: They would just, that would be scary, 100,000 robot rabbits just jumping at you. Like, that would be kind of terrifying. Oh, a bee, a robot wasp. Now that would be cool. There's no insects, really, is there? In uh, yeah. Now that I'm thinking
1: of it. Yeah.
0: They're mm.
1: all mammals mm. and reptiles.
0: Um, Gilbezi Skit Giant said... Giant spiders. Sp- spiders, yeah. Th- somebody said spiders on here. I'm trying to find that one. Um, the Real arc said, we need sharks... Of course, we need sharks. That's just going to be hard to pull off because you'd have to be submersed in the water. So it, it'd be cool if they could find a way to pull it off. Yeah, just uh, put wings on the shark. Yeah, yeah, there we go.
1: Um, Problem solved. This, they do, Gilbees. Yeah,
4: they do have a very good excuse to give those sharks frickin' laser beams on their heads. Being <laughs> being Machiavelli's
0: dream is finally coming <laughs> true. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Evil's dream is finally coming true. Mm -hmm. Um, Gilbezi's skit... Finally, sorry, I've been trying to read this comment for a long time, and I apologize, because I want to hear what you guys are saying. I just sometimes get excited reading all this crap. Uh, Something that burrows, so you might find one above ground, and you'll come across a good giant hole, and you can track it down through the tunnel. Now, that's a cool idea, but there was these things called the Ravagers, I think, that were... that that did do that. They would burrow underground, and they were really cool. I don't know if you guys ever got got far enough to fight the, the Rock Breakers. That's what they were called, the Rock Breakers. Hmm. Um, they were really cool. But they didn't leave holes or anything, but the whole Tremors idea is cool. Um, Stroke God Millionaire said Bigfoot. That's kind of, uh, <laughs> he's really going for the mythical. <laughs> That's a side quest. Some guys created
1: Bigfoot. Um, Robotic Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> like what What would he look like would he be taller or would he just still be like that nine foot humanoid just mm. armor plated and mechanized
5: yeah. And-
4: yeah very large very yeah, metallic very blurry for some reason never quite gets in a focus
0: he's one of those distorted machines with the red shit around mm-hmm. him he can't ever quite see what he looks like um Geezy underscore Armandeezy said scorpion or a spider which we talked about; those would be those would be cool. Oh, this is the best answer. This is the best one. Okay, our good friend underscore Bat Zack said a robotic Filipino Johnny Depp.
1: So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. yeah, yeah. Since they put that in that game, I'm buying three copies of that game to support him.
0: He's already basically a machine. If you ask me, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not true no no one said giant frog or a horde of tiny frogs and that's true another one frogs there wasn't any frogs in there although there was hermit crabs um so anyways fun thing to think about i would like to see a turtle that can go in and out of the water like the alligators and in my dream like the shell would open up to reveal something or maybe it's like an alligator snapping turtle it doesn't go inside of its shell but it can like uh, or armadillo yeah. There's So many cool animals. I would. Look.
3: Yeah, I th- a pelican spider would probably be my favorite choice now that I've had time to think about it.
0: Hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, those are very creepy and weird, very strange looking.
3: They are, yeah, yeah. Just imagine a spider with a giant head attached to a very long neck coming towards you,
5: mm-hmm. and
3: it's like it's it's oversized, so naturally, it's gonna it's going to kill you. Yeah. It's hungry.
5: It
3: mm-hmm.
4: wants you.
5: Yeah.
4: I'm fine with any animals as long and as and they're transformers. in with
3: 3 Philip. That's true. Yeah. And then they mob in with the Johnny Depps. Mhm. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: I, I think what yeah. which what you're alluding to, though, Shay, is interesting like when they think about designing it, you can look at something like a pelican spider and it could inspire a really cool design for something. So, um where the inspiration comes from is. is, I'm curious, if you think about it, and then we can move on. With Horizon Zero Dawn 2, they've already created a world. How are they going to create another world and populate it with more new monsters and keep it interesting? I think that's going to be a really difficult challenge for them. You know, you can't just make up a whole new place. They've already kind of established this world.
1: So. Oh, they, they could do what other games do and time jump, go back in time. Or a later Forward date
2: in that. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I think they're going to be married to Alloy as a character. That's what I believe mm. in my heart. Yeah. So, we'll see. It's interesting to think about. And, um, so if you're
0: listening to this at home, think about in your heart of hearts what machines you would love to see in Horizon Zero Dawn. Um... Real, uh, me and Shay and Fish played some Fortnite. Now, the funny thing about this is Shay was kind of he was sick last week, as you could tell if you listen to that show. And he was also a little bit down or pessimistic on Fortnite. But, oh, man, as he flipped around
2: that track because every day, Shay's like, you guys want to play some Fortnite? You guys want to play some Fortnite? <laughs> what happened, Shay? Did
0: you, did, you <laughs> did you get yeah, bit?
3: Did you get bit? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, been addicted to a first person or a first person shooter or any kind of shooter game online in quite some time. Um I think the last one that I actually played online was Overwatch in I think it was at the end of twenty sixteen or the beginning of twenty seventeen on one of those free weeks. So mm-hmm. it caught me by surprise. I enjoyed that game very much. And uh I've been playing it every day. Every single day. <laughs> even by yourself too, which is even by myself. can't stop
0: That's when you know you have a problem when you're starting to play that game by yourself. myself.
1: it's fine. <laughs> Going solo is fine. Like you you could kinda hone your skills, you could go at your own pace, you kind mm-hmm learn some of the different uh, drop spots where you can go and find all the chests there. Um, It's true. It's true. It's just not as fun. Oh, yeah. All the magic comes from playing with you beautiful bastards. The human centipede formation. (laughs) Yep. That's what we made up. We're trademarking
0: that. That's when you travel in the human centipede formation. We'll let you fill in the rest in your
1: mind. (laughs) Uh, I just want to give some backstory. So 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 Morgan, <laughs> no, Morgan's, no Morgan's kind of a a Nazi as far as like where his other teammates. Whoa are whoa whoa whoa! It, it's true. You, no, you, I just mean you. that it's pretty accurate. Oh. <laughs> you like get so... over here get over here fresh we get a shot oh. at what? the enemies are there get over here run behind this tree Like the whole time you're just like get over here <laughs> and I'm just like I just want to shoot these guys I want to engage them before they engage us I want to get the jump That's on right. them he, he
3: micromanages quite heavily because
1: he thinks so then, he,
2: but... he knows Dewey I, I don't here's the, here's the thing you don't know oh. Dewey
0: Fish is kind of... Fish, how many times did getting the jump on somebody help us?
1: Um, um, 0.0. One time, I'm sure. Yeah, there was that one time. I just don't remember that time. Because, no offense, you guys aren't good enough to take
0: people out from mid-range. And neither am I. How many people did you kill? I killed enough people. Okay, we had this one epic... I'm going to give Zero you... Zero is enough I, for Morgan. Josh, I have a great story. Okay? Yeah, that's I have true. Perf- <laughs> hey, it's not always about kills, man. It's about surviving, all right? That's literally what the game is about. No, the game is about surviving. Eventually, at the end, you will have to get some kills. But
3: exactly. I and made we it to like third second place. place with like- and how many kills... How many kills did you get, Morgan? None.
0: That's I got some kills. Fish and I are
3: out there on the front line saving. Sometimes
0: I would do a lot of damage, and then Fish would. Fish would pick off my kill.
1: and (laughs) You would (laughs) pick off my. Oh, yeah. Okay.
5: Well, okay.
0: We're a team. I'm not over here accusing you guys of not getting enough kills. We're working as a team. See, this is what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be a team, and they're just trying to separate themselves and pick it apart.
4: Can't believe you, Fish. Josh taking American kills. That's just... <laughs> He's
1: sick. <laughs> I gotta bastard. defend my honor, Josh.
0: <laughs> Josh, I had the perfect example of when we had a breakdown, alright? So we're all in the human centipede formation. This is the last match we played. And Fish goes, alright, we're gonna listen, Morgan. On the count of three, let's run to that house. And we're doing good. This is a round where we're actually doing really good. We're like in the top 15 or something. So we go, on the count of three, let's run to the house. One, to go and we're running and running and then some people start shooting at us right but i commit to the plan and continue running in the house like we talked about fish gets shot at and panics ah! he runs off somewhere and then shay also bolts up on some hill or something like that so now we're separated i'm in this house i run down to the basement someone runs in after me fish is fighting someone outside the house and shay's over on a hill sniping someone in one quick second our party has been completely split up because we didn't have good teamwork, we could not commit to staying together, and it was interesting. We're yelling at each other on the headset. I'm in the basement in this standoff with this guy with a shotgun. Fish is shooting someone outside the house, and Shay's up on the hill sniping someone, and it makes for a very entertaining, like moment. But it was a clusterfuck. It was just a clusterfuck of yeah. epic proportions.
4: I think you would've... actually actually what happened was yeah. I think you would have been perfectly was... safe had you all run into a basement. Those are you know just. Great places to be. Right? <laughs> Those are the best places just, to run.
3: Just cower. Yeah. What the money <laughs> Actually, up happening is Fish was running behind him, like maybe one or two paces behind him. Fish ended up starting to get shot. So Fish clearly was like, well, you know, I'm not going to run into the basement. And he couldn't make it. So he's pinned down by two different guys in two different directions behind this house. And I'm sitting there trying to snipe and kill one of the guys so Fish doesn't die. And then there's another guy up on the hill sniping me as I'm trying to protect fish. And then Morgan, I'm like, Morgan, get out here and help us. Oh, I can't. And uh, I was I fighting the a guy in the basement. The guy no, no,
0: I was fighting someone in the fucking basement. All right. I had a standoff
1: with this dude for like 10 minutes and I won that yeah. standoff. Yeah, that, that guy at the basement was the guy who killed me, Morgan. And you <sighs> didn't kill him. him. <laughs> did you kill him? Yeah, I did kill him. <laughs> okay. Uh, but here's the problem. No,
5: the
0: problem didn't. was that I was getting shot at, too, and I committed to getting in the basement. So you have to follow through. We did, we did have this one really epic match where we did get second place, and we were like— I remember at the end, we were huddled in this, like, laundry room, and it was, like, this perfect spot where the map was shrinking around us, and Shay was, like, hobbling around. He had been shot, and I had to run out and revive him by this soda machine. And as I was reviving, I was like, oh, this looks like a spot I used to— Skateboard at when I was a kid. And then I got him up and we ran into this laundry room and we're all huddled in there. And it was freaky because, like, we had the door closed. It was like, and then they started like shooting missiles and shit at the sides and stuff. And the whole room was just like, it felt like we were in like a fucking, like a a war and someone was dropping bombs on us. And then the guy, one of the guys um, actually chopped through the ceiling. But we were all ready to go, so as soon as he hit the ground, he killed Fish, but then me and Shay killed him, and then we looted him, and at this point, we're like, oh, man, we're in good shape. We brought Fish back to life, and at that point, everything came apart. They tore down our laundry room. It was the end of the match. It was us and one other team, and we just ran out there, guns blazing, and we died. Um, it
4: was fun, though. What a riveting story. <laughs> very riveting. Uh, I love how it all your stories somehow involve happening. hunkering down in a room somewhere.
1: That's, That's, the, game, man. Jesus, That's the game, That's the to... game, man. <laughs>
4: That's
3: why you need to play, Josh. You need to play with us, and... it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. You will enjoy... We... You will enjoy it. Mm-hmm.
0: There's nothing... It's fun we when you a know, know you're leader, doing damn it.
1: Because... <laughs> <laughs> Our current launcher is shit. Need a new head on that centipede. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, doesn't, it doesn't help when no
0: one listens to you. It's, it's, it's frustrating, man. Like we just have different play styles, and that's that's the problem. So, but
3: that, no, that, I think that's the good thing. I think that's a good thing because that allows us for yeah, different I like strategies. Like fish and I, we have very different strategies. But when you left to. Uh, Go do what it is you are doing. Uh, Fish and I were doing pretty well, you know, when we were running around as a duo. Yeah. And it's because we don't have a guy yelling at us every time we do something that he doesn't like.
0: I, I wasn't yelling at you for not doing something. Like, I just want us to stick together. I didn't
3: even care if you were doing what I was doing, I just want us to stay and follow us. You guys go different directions. No, we don't. When we played together without you there, we Fish goes for the fine.
0: loot. Fish goes for the loot. You go for the humans. And I go for the safe hiding spots. Josh, you should play with us sometime. It's great. <laughs> it it, it might have been different whenever you guys played
4: together. I don't know. but yeah. It was fun. I'm going to see how many trees I can I mean... chop down before I die. Just, yeah, you know, oh, fish is my goal. That. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a fun game, Josh. Yeah, just chop down I, all the trees.
2: Yeah, oh,
5: right,
2: huh. it's good if you need
4: in a team where you find the niche. Like I,
0: yeah, we're gonna do. We gotta get play some this weekend. I mean, I I want to play at least one night with you guys. Like it's fun. Like the the two hours we played that game as a group with me and Shay and um Fish. Like went by very quickly and I only left because my girlfriend was just wanting to have sex so badly and then that's the funny part of the story apparently I left my, my microphone or my controller on because apparently they heard things
3: that were
1: happening <laughs> in my
0: living
3: room so I I don't yeah. know yeah
1: oh, well first, first it, it felt like being in
3: an, it felt like being a 20 year old and like your roommate is doing their thing and they forgot to let you know that their girlfriend was coming over And then, like, Mm -hmm. it just reminds me of, like, sitting there playing video games on the couch when I was 20 years old. I hear my roommate and his girlfriend, so I put my headphones on and turn them up as loud as I possibly can. And, like, I know I'm doing damage to my ears, but I'm just like, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear. That's exactly what that was like.
0: See, I had the opposite effect. Whenever people would do that in my apartments, I would just creep over and put my ear on the door try to get closer and Jesus. see what I can hear. All right, so. the
3: BioBreak Tart
0: article. Let's do that. <laughs> That's no! actually true there, Morgan. God. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Hi. Um, Just when I'm about to delve into the good stuff. Shay's always trying to pivot. He's trying to always pivot me, pivot me away. Um, anyways, Fortnite, still good time. We do have a pretty cool BioBreak article this week, uh, and it's titled... Eating insects might seem yucky, but they are nutritious, and there is no reason that you can't. And um, I thought this was kind of interesting just for on a base level, but also that I have a way to correlate this back to in the impatient later on. But um, the summary for the article is this. Almost all living primates still have working versions of the gene needed to produce a stomach enzyme that breaks down exoskeletons. That means that the yuck factor when it comes to eating insects has nothing to do with nutrition, digestion, or evolution. So you think bugs are nasty, but your body does have the right things provided to it, the right enzymes to break down uh, the material. So it's simply a psychological thing. In fact, there's many countries where people do eat insects rather commonly. Now, Shay, I will throw it to you first. Our resident biologist, uh, Shay Layton, is here. He has, of course, a biology degree, one of the reasons why we started this segment. Other than just being kind of funny, gross, silly article to talk about, Shay, do you have anything that you'd like to to add to this weird story?
3: Yeah. um, Two main things stuck out about this article to me. First is that it's this gene that is called Chia, C-H-I-A. And it's interesting because in the article it talks about how older and um, less complex primates have three... um, I don't know if it's three copies or three of them. I would assume like three uh, different codings for them, basically, whereas modern more complex primates only have one. So we talked about a few weeks ago about, you know, evolutionary history and how that passes down over such a long amount of time. And I think that kind of shows with our evolutionary history, um, you know, when when our ancestors um, were at a less complex phase of their evolutionary development, they relied much more heavily on these insects. Whereas now, obviously since we have one set of those genes that basically we became more complex looking for greater food sources, what have Mm -hmm. you. And it's just cool to see kind of that comparative of, You know, we've talked about evolution on this podcast and how it happens over such a long period of time to see another article completely, not completely, but partially unrelated to that issue, bringing it um, to the forefront. You know, it's it's evolution does happen. And I know that, um, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm not saying that to step on anyone's toes or beliefs. It just happens over a very long period of time. So when people, you know, when there are people that wonder why. Why do we, you know, still have these vestigial organs or things like that? It just happens over a long period of time. Um, the the second thing, yeah. and I think actually the more important part about this article is that um the 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 whole global warming aspect to it is that, and it's not obviously anywhere in this article. But the reason why we are looking at this, um, the eating bugs, is because of greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, The biggest source of greenhouse gas emissions is the farming and ranching of animals, uh, predominantly cow farts. And that's not a joke. Uh, The methane that comes from cow farts is so massive that it is the leading cause of greenhouse gas emissions currently and wow. that sounds kind of funny and that sounds ridiculous but that means basically our meat eating choices are leading to um the you know the ozone layer breaking down and what have you so by eating insects um you know like making making products out of it whether it's you know insect milk i know it sounds disgusting or insect steak things like that uh, scientists are currently theorizing that this is a way we will mitigate those some of those greenhouse gas emissions um, that those effects that are going into the atmosphere yet we still get all that protein and we still get that 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 we we sate that meat craving that a lot of us have. And that's a a difficult thing to swallow. But when you look at the article and it says that 2 billion people, which is about one fourth of the Earth's population, relies on insects and eats insects, that doesn't seem so bad. And you can kind of cross-reference that with a lot of artificial um, flavors we have, like a lot of... The, the food coloring, like, for instance, red or strawberry-flavored things, come from beaver anus and from beetle shells. So, right now, most likely, you are eating insects currently, and you just don't realize No!
0: It. Don't say that! Stop it. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Right
2: now, that's not true. It is very yep. true. So, I just ate a bug right now. <laughs> just
3: just picked one up off the ground i said fuck it no in, in all seriousness it, it's just it's 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 a potential answer to an issue that a lot of people yeah, think yeah. is in the far distant future but it is happening right now yes and we need answers otherwise you know you, you think those issues aren't here they are here so
0: i i hope that we do figure out a way for future generations to eat bugs because I need to be dead. I will never eat a bug. Um,
1: but You've already eaten plenty of bugs. You just me.
4: don't realize it. Nah, well,
1: maybe. Yeah. You got a belly but full of bugs right now. Uh-huh. Realizing it is
0: part of the thing. I mean, that's why. You, Josh, you're a foodie. I mean, knowing what you're eating and enjoying the flavor is part of the experience, right? Like,
3: <sighs> I, th- I feel like most things can taste good as long as you know how to prepare them. Like I used to, for example, and this is just completely anecdotal. I used to really be Mm -hmm. against eating tofu. Um, Now I know how to prepare it and it's delicious and I love tofu and it's one of my favorite things to eat because I know how to prepare it. And this isn't like me saying I'm vegan or vegetarian or anything like that. It's just uh, tofu is a big part of uh, food culture here in Japan. So... I've eaten it a lot have, more than I would have
2: in America, and I love it now. Yeah. Have any of you guys ever willingly eaten an insect? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Give me a win. i am getting some an ants.
4: You can just pick ants up off the off the ground and eat them because they're but, fairly acidic on the inside, so they're they're generally fairly safe to just eat.
2: Have you ever had
3: a chocolate coated uh, cricket?
4: No, they're kind of interesting. I don't think so.
3: Have you, Shay? They're good. They're good. Yeah, yeah. They're they're interesting. It's not. It's it's difficult because. How did it's you not get
0: over fun. the gag reflex? Like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but how did you get over like the idea of because knowing I'm eating an insect and feeling the crunch in my mouth and my throat? Like, I don't think I'd be able to fight the gag reflex. Like, how did you do that?
3: Actually, I don't. It's just. It's 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 willpower. It's the it's the it's the want to try something new. I honestly think for me, what was harder to try and eat was uh, octopus sushi, just because of how chewy hmm. that octopus is. Um, it mm. felt very much like the chewiest uh, loogie you've ever hocked up, and you just can't get it down. Um, yeah, yeah. For octopus me, is octopus sushi is something I can't do. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I'm a much bigger fan of like baby octopus salad than octopus sushi. Yeah, because those big chunks that they use of you know full grown octopus for the mm-hmm. sushi is just so much tougher. Uh, it is. It is. It's very octopus? difficult. To yeah, chew. So, they're
3: so cute. Though. I mean, just yeah. Just well, yeah, they, it's More much smaller. On. And by the time you, you eat them, like eggs, you
4: can, eggs. Yeah. eggs. hmm it's, it's
3: all the yep. same, man. It's you all can the same. you
4: can have I mean, an entire octopus day. in one bite.
3: At the end of the, the day, the problem is that if octopus. You're that, if you're that worried, just become a vegetarian or vegan. Then don't worry about it. Then you don't have to worry about things getting killed Honestly, to say you're hungry. To be completely honest, with you, most of the protein I consume
0: is just in the form of protein shakes. Um, I have, I, you know, and pepperoni and pizza. <laughs> no, pepperoni is for my daughter. I, I hate, I despise pepperoni as an adult. Um, it's like one day I, I as an adult, I realized that pepperoni, like, there's one place in town that makes exceptional pepperoni, and Shay knows what I'm talking about. But um, generally right. speaking, I find that pepperoni just tastes like exactly what it is. And
3: so let's feed it to our daughter.
0: Well, my darling kid's not pepperoni, man. I'm not going <sighs> to deprive her of that. Yeah. Come on, if you, what if your parents were like, you get a pepperoni yeah. pizza, I'm not a fucking monster. It's
4: still not the lowest of the sausages.
0: Oh,
4: I- Bologna yeah, it's is true. Got it's- such, yeah, such mean, a lead on everything else bologna is yeah. fucking gross
3: bologna uh, like fucking lunch meat salami mm. makes me that food makes me gag but
5: yeah but crickets
4: Movie
0: salami on. yes crickets no got those down no problem
4: you know what the cricket is
3: <laughs>
0: Shay, I had, yeah you missed my joke Shay about you having an excellent gag reflex I think Josh might have got it though I'm not sure
3: right. I just chose to ignore it <laughs>
0: Uh, I tried. Um, yeah, one of the reasons why I included this wasn't just because it looked interesting, but um, there's a scene in The Impatient where your cellmate uh, is starving and been fed for weeks, and he picks up a roach that's on the ground, and you have to decide whether you want to eat it or you want him to eat it. That's one of the choices in the game. So um,
4: I made him eat it. Good choice. Yeah, that was that. Yeah, roaches yeah, are one of the few you I don't want to eat.
0: No, no. Yeah. I mean those. Ugh, that's right. That's true. Because roaches are just they carry filled a lot with of
4: stuff. Yeah. Ugh,
0: ugh. And they just look disgusting. Um. All right. So let's, uh, Josh. I wanted to kind of quickly run down your backlog. If you could, um. You know, we're all opening up wide, and we are ready to receive. All right, big boy. The shower of the shower of games you are you have been playing. Start with Celeste. I've heard a lot about that lately.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm still working on that one cuz that one actually just came out yesterday. Um and it is a platformer. Um separated into levels, but with like the levels are larger chunks, kind of in like a Metroidvania light type of a deal where instead mm-hmm. of having um one huge area, it's got smaller areas that each have, you know, individual rooms and stuff that are interconnected. Um and you work your way through. Um it is really good. It's it's just a straightforward platformer um with really, really tight controls. And it's it's what I wanted uh the end is nigh to be.
5: Yeah, it really yeah.
4: is. Like, cause that game was not great. Not great. Like, I really wanted that game to be good whenever it came out last summer. And it just... A little too derivative. Yeah, um, yeah. and this one, it really... It really scratches that itch for me. Like, this is... It is hmm. it is a great, great platforming. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I watched the video. I was surprised IGN gave it a 10. I was like, what the fuck? But the girl was, like, jumping around and sliding around and getting picking up strawberries. And mm-hmm. it, it seemed like... It reminded me a lot of that Meat Boy kind of platform. Yeah,
4: yeah, it really is. It's the same speed of getting back into the game whenever you die, and you will die a lot. Um, like each world is several rooms that you can just go through to finish the level, if that's what you're trying to do, just to beat the game. And then, like like you were mentioning, the strawberries are just extra things you can collect, kind of like the bandages were in Meat in Super Meat Boy. Um
0: yeah
4: and just like bonuses yeah yeah bonuses and then also there are other hidden things in each of the worlds uh like hearts that you can collect which i haven't figured out what they do yet and uh tapes like in each world there's a b-side tape that if you collect will give you a much harder version of the level to play through Mm
0: -hmm. um i saw that that's cool
4: yeah and it's oh it's so good like the the challenges on the b-sides are tuned so ridiculously tightly that um did you
0: play it on the switch
4: yeah i got it for the switch um
0: how much was it uh it's 20
4: 20 right now
0: that's not bad Um,
2: 20 bucks is not bad
4: yeah yeah it's really good it's really really good it's um i mean it's (sighs) on everything so it's not like i can say it's you know Something that you need to buy a switch for, but if you have a switch, you probably want this on it because it is something you can just pick up and play a level here or there. Because um, it saves exactly what room you're in whenever you save, Mm -hmm. so you don't have to finish like those big chunks of like a whole a whole level a whole world um in order to put it down if you're stuck in a spot. Um, So it, it works really well on the switch too. Something you just pick up and yeah. play a little bit of. So,
0: I definitely, I definitely want to try that one. What else you got on the list? What else did you finish in your backlog?
4: Um, did you finished Celeste? You finished it? No, I haven't finished that one yet. I'm still. I'm, I think oh, okay. I'm probably about halfway okay. through. Not well. Halfway through. Just the main story, not collecting everything. Which this is one I'm definitely going to go through and get everything, just because the platforming is so tight that it's, it's something I'm. I'm I'm gonna want to keep playing. Um mm-hmm. speaking speaking of which, um I beat Hollow Knight. Um Oh,
0: you finished Hollow Knight, but okay.
4: not the ending that I wanted. I got like the first and easiest of the endings. Um and there's still mm, a ton okay. left to do in that game. Um I yeah. still have yet to find a single expansion boss in there. And there was an expansion that came out in a hollow, on Halloween. That uh, <laughs> so
0: you bought an expansion and you haven't seen. Well, any it was of the a bosses? free
4: expansion. It just they patched oh, the game okay, okay. and mm. added a bunch of new bosses and stuff to it. And I haven't found any of them yet. This is the the That's the weird. world is just so huge. Um, yeah. So there's there's a ton left for me to do in that game. Um, and I'm definitely going to keep playing it. That's one I've just been picking at since it came out. Just like just like Zelda, I'm still working on Zelda. Um. You know, just bits and pieces here and there. Um
2: uh, Cool.
4: Yeah. What else really is good. on your film? What else did you finish? Um
2: anything else on the list? Yeah,
4: I finished Uncharted Last Legacy. Which uh-huh,
2: Okay. Uh-huh.
4: I think I think I, I think mileage is gonna vary drastically care. on that game depending on how much you like the combat in Uncharted. I personally think it's yeah. garbage. Um that was my least favorite part of Uncharted Four, and yeah, definitely. And Lost Legacy puts a whole lot more emphasis on the gameplay portions of Uncharted Four. Um, you're exploring around a lot, which is great. Um, you're you know doing a lot more puzzle solving, which is good, and you're also doing a lot more combat, which is just awful. Just yeah, the combat in that game is still. <gasps> just absolutely the weakest link in that game. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I,
2: I never got...
0: I don't... That's a weird one for me. I've had a lot of people say they enjoyed it more than Uncharted 4, and I'm like, respectfully... I get if you're really into the whole um, two strong female protagonists, I think that's great. And and but I mean, come on, Uncharted Four was incredible. There's people out there that are telling me that Lost Legacy is better yeah. than Uncharted Four. I hear that commonly. Yeah, commonly.
4: I don't know. Like the ruins you actually go explore that you find, I think are probably on par at least with the, you know the the ruins you're searching for in the main the main series um, but that, I mean that's about all it is. you're in one location this this entire time um mm-hmm. it's not like you're they still do the whole no loading anywhere you just everything you know nicely blends from you know one thing into the next, but it's also not as impressive this time because you're not globe trotting all over the place, having all these amazing transitions and stuff you're in one spot that's it's there's nothing yeah. much to see you're in one spot in india that looks an awful lot like when you were in um the
0: jungle yeah, in uncharted yeah 4. exactly yeah. like
4: that's what it doesn't me. look it was different like enough reused, yeah
0: it's it's just they recycled mm-hmm. obviously recycle yeah even the Damn, jeep right shame. in the beginning of the game they put you in that fucking jeep it feels like the same goddamn jeep yeah. from uncharted 4 i was like hey mother.
4: Yeah. So I mean it's it's good it's still really solid um but yeah it uh, it uh I don't feel like it distinguishes itself in a huge way. So yeah.
5: Yeah. I
0: agree. I don't know. I think people Here's what I think has happened. My big picture thing People want to find reasons to hate on the Uncharted story and sort of the generic Nathan-Jake-Drake story. I think they were, people are were just looking for reasons to be like, oh, this is better than Uncharted 4. And, and I want this. I want the game to succeed because I love, especially games that have strong female protagonists, I think we need more of that. Mm-hmm. But I just, that game is, did not impress me at all. Um, Yeah, Nathan-Jake, I couldn't talk to him for a second. I mean, Stroke. What What else do you have on the list, yeah. Josh?
4: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of, finish on that a little bit as well i feel like the character oh, interaction same, same. was really good in this game because it was like you said the two female leads that we didn't know as much about because we didn't have a ton of you know baggage to figure out they were they were learning this stuff about each other as well whereas you know in uncharted 4 the main character interaction was two brothers um I mean, I, it it, it I worked know, I really well, the that. character I mean, development had... was great, but that's about all there was. The story was more or less non-existent in this game. Like, it's just... there. Yeah, the, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and the villain in The Last Legacy was garbage. I don't even remember yes. what he looked like or what his name was. Yeah, just he's some generic. generic
4: rebel trying to use mysterious artifact to whatever, and... And not only that, it, yeah. it it makes makes no sense. Like, the the ending makes yeah. absolutely no sense. Like, it's...
0: If you don't believe that they had their B team on this game and their A team yeah. on the last of those two, then you're on drugs, because they did. And that's exactly what's happening.
4: Mm-hmm. But, all right, but, anyway. Which is fun. Last We're thought on fun. that one, Nothing. so... Um, yeah, no,
0: that's fair. I didn't mean to cut you off. That's that's I agree with that.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, I played through Subsurface Circular, which was really good it's just a it's a conversation game really you're playing as a um a robot in the i don't remember the exact year if they said it but in the Mm -hmm. future after robots have taken over pretty much all menial labor um and you are playing as a detective trying to figure out why these disappearances are happening um in the city and you're just talking to people mm-hmm. on the on the uh on the subway which is your post you're you know you're you're stuck on that subway and you're you know, going around talking to talking to whoever you can trying to figure out what's going on so
0: you're on the subway the whole game yeah. The whole time? yeah
4: just having conversations oh. with people um and it's by the mm. uh the guy who did thomas was alone which is also great it's a puzzle platformer but with a a lot okay. more focus on the narrative as well. Um, similar yeah. sort of vein.
2: Um, really good, really good. Cool. Hun. Just a
4: short game that you can knock out. Um, you, you know, you play it mostly for the story, which is which is good. That he's the dialogue yeah. is written really well. It's just it's it's really fun to play through. Look, at my list here. I played through Off Peak, which is like, what the hell is it? It's like an experience game sort of thing. Like, it's it's bizarre. It's it's something that could only exist in games. It's
2: Off Peak. I've never even heard of it. It's off-peak.
4: like, off-peak. I guess you could call it a walking sim, but it's it's not even that. Okay. It's like it's bizarre it's bizarre it's it's worth experiencing it's free it's on steam you can finish the whole thing in like 20 30 minutes it's it's Mm. worth playing just because it's so out there um so i just yes just do yourself a favor whenever you next have 20 30 minutes free just go play through it just to see what the hell exactly is happening there um
0: Speaking of which, have you and ins- and the theme of insanity? Have, did you ever play that game, Josh? That's going around right now, where that that guy, who uh, ha, like has like a pickaxe and he has to climb, weird objects, and half of his body is like a bowl or something. It's called like hanging it. Uh, what you know? what I'm talking about. Are you having it's a stroke? It's this game or- that's going. Are you- No, it's a it's a really weird fish. You know what I'm talking about.
2: God damn it. No, no. Don't.
0: This game is all the rage with these. We um, talking about streamers. I am Bread. Uh, it's 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 about <laughs> no. I have heard of that. though. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend was watching a Let's Play. I <laughs> it's. I will let me look up more information before I interrupt you because if I don't know the name of the game, we're just gonna sputter around here. But go ahead, Joshua. Is there more uh, stuff you want to to mention? Yeah,
4: I finally got a chance to play through Tokyo Dark, which was a game that I helped kickstart a while ago. Um, that came out hmm, this okay. fall um and it's another narrative game, I guess it's kind of the it's almost its own genre now it's somewhere between a graphic novel and an adventure game where yeah. you're you're doing puzzle solving type stuff like in an adventure game, but there's a ton more focus on the conversations going on there because it's an it's another game where you're playing as a detective. Trying to figure out what happened to your partner um who went missing, um, yeah, it's
2: okay, lots of yeah. detective games mm-hmm.
4: here, yeah, kind of a theme, <laughs> um yeah,
2: Which is
0: ironic um yeah, cool man you you really did plow through a lot of uh of stuff this weekend,
4: mm-hmm, I've had this backlog for a while and been playing way too many big games leftover from 2017 to really knock any of them out and so i said i'd just kind of take a weekend and knock out a bunch of these shorter ones
0: yeah yeah Yeah. that's cool oh and the game is called getting over it that's what it's called okay um so google if you've never heard it getting over it and basically it's your body looks really weird half of your body is like a cauldron And then the other half of your, and you're naked, and then you have like a big, um, like sledgehammer pickaxe thing, and it's got a weird physics engine, and it, that you can beat the whole game in like 20 minutes, but it takes most people weeks and weeks and weeks because it's really fucking hard. Um, anyways, it's called getting over it. You guys should look, look it up after the show. All right. It's a whole thing. And you get like inspirational quotes about life and shit while you're, (laughs) it's, it's, it's got a cool story behind it, but we don't have to get into that right now. Uh, I did, uh. I finished Nier for the fourth time. I got about 60 hours in that game. I'm finally going to stop um, and wait just in case Fish plays it again down the road. <laughs> so um, it's beginning to become a problem. Just it's, just, it's, just a fun, it's just a fun game to slide around. There's some stuff. I I'm curious to see how they handle side quests in a game that has multiple playthroughs. because, like For example, there's a, a side quest I started where there was this giant level 50 robot, and I couldn't kill him, so I left. Now that i beat Route A, I'm wondering, is he just going to already be ready to go in Route B? Like, I'm wondering how the side quests, like, transfer over. I'm assuming they wouldn't make you do them all over again, at least in the first two routes. So, um, kind of, uh, Hmm. I'm curious to see how that's going to happen. But I I did a video. I put a video up on the Instagram page. People are really supportive. I got to say this, um, because I was able to put all the the whole chunks of... all four chunks of my videos, able to put on Instagram now they have a new thing where you can put multiple videos on one post so I can put almost entire videos on Instagram now which is fucking incredible so a lot of people were really cool getting back to me like this looks incredible I've never heard of this game I want to try it and I realized that there's kind of a <laughs> whole chunks whole it's chunks. kind of an oxymoron <laughs> the entire chunk yeah the entire chunk um, I realized one of the things I'm getting into now is our, as we grow is people taking recommendations and how that kind of freaks me out because I don't want to steer people wrong. I've always had the confidence to tell people I've, I've really loved something and I think they should try it. But the last thing I want someone to do is try something and be like, man, I really didn't like this game. And that fucking Morgan steered me wrong. So that's kind of a scary <laughs> thing that I've been mm-hmm. getting into. Cause I've had like five or six people message me and be like, I'm going to totally try that near game now. And I'm like, "Uh," oh. so I had to message every person and be like, every single person that left a comment. I'm like, there's a free demo. Try the free demo first, please. Yeah. It's, I, I, so.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I got you.
0: Yeah, the, I, I, I stand by the conviction it's just a weird thing to to feel that burden. I don't want to let anyone down. Um, but, I mean, if you think it looks cool from the videos, you, you'll probably think it is cool. You'll know if it's your cup of tea or not.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
0: Um, So, thanks. Thanks everyone for the support. There, I had a lot of fun, and I will be taking a break from near, but I'm still obsessed in my heart. I'm ready for Monster Hunter. We are all ready. Mm-hmm. Our bodies are ready to embrace. Oh shit! I was supposed to pick that up today. Motherfucker! God oh, damn it! No. Uh, the rental guy held it for me. He... So I have a local rental store. And he told me he was going to hold it, but I had to go to work, and then I never got a call or anything. So I hope they didn't get rid of it or anything. Now I'm like freaking out a little mm. bit. <laughs> like fuck.
4: I'm sure it'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, Still I, got,
1: I got it installed and updated on my PS4 now. It's ready to go.
0: So, you bought it? You straight up bought it? Bought it? Straight up bought it. All right. Oh, yeah. I should have yeah. bought that instead of the Inpatient.
4: Yeah, I decided I'm Gamefly sending it to me because I really wanted to buy it on PC and it's not coming out simultaneously because they haven't done a PC release before. Um, So, they have to yeah. build all their own back end yeah. and it's not coming out until the fall. So. Yeah, figured I'd just play through it on PS4 for now, and if it looks good enough to stick with, I'll probably pick it up on PC later on, and just you know, you, really do it there.
2: Yeah, you—that's where you, <laughs> you and that
0: PC, you and that PC. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'd like to give that a shot, and then Subnautica looks cool. Anyways, um, I was gonna say one quick thing as we wrap up the show here—a uh, good show. Fish, have you? You still hacking away at Zelda?
1: From time to time. Uh yeah, from time to time I I play some of it. My daughter's been getting into it as well and um I actually just coached her off of the great plateau. Um mm. yeah, it, it's funny like she's 7 years old now um and I don't want to necessarily take the controller from her usually in the past whenever she's playing video games and she can't get past a certain part she'll just hand off the controller to me and let me do it for her. But yeah, no, like Zelda, is so special to me. Like just going on your own adventure is like that is the reward of that game mm-hmm. to me at least. And um, oh, I want so you're my imposing your hippie it.
0: values, you motherfucker! No.
2: This I, is I just about want to
1: Well, I just want to see what she does. You know, I'm curious what she does in the open world. But, survival. Um, I, I, I her... Fisher throwing your kid to the wilderness this is like some survival <laughs> training shit. Oh, she's, do, she's doing great. She, she, she's doing good. Okay. Actually, yeah, she found a horse. And I told her, I was like, okay. okay, if you want to get on that horse, you're going to have to slowly creep up mm-hmm. on it. And, like, she kept scaring them off because they would uh, eventually turn around and spot her. And I was like, she's got to be quicker than that. Yeah. But you still got to be quiet. <laughs> it's it kind of hard to, like, explain <laughs> it to her at that point. I was like, yeah, hey, the concept of sneaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. But she found this trick that I don't even use. I didn't know that Zelda can like leap forward while crouching and not make that much sound. Mm -hmm. Did you guys know about Mm. that? Yeah, that's the
4: best way to, like, bugs, especially bugs and fairies, because you can get really, really close, but that last little bit can be a little risky. So you can like leap at them and grab them.
1: Mm, Okay. See, I didn't didn't know that. that. My my daughter was doing that. Yeah. Well, so that surprised me. I was like, and then <laughs> she she went down in that place where that big uh, horse was at.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, the big horse, like, yeah.
1: Yeah. And the way to get out of there, though, you have to go through two Lynels, and those freaked yeah. her out. <laughs> yeah, she that's was scary. So freaked out. It's funny terrified.
0: how kids get scared. Like, kids get physically yeah. scared of, like, Brynn ran across one of those big um, giants, you know, the one-eyed giants yeah. that are sleeping. And she, will yeah, no, 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 the giant, no, there's giants. The Hinox.
1: Oh, the honix,
0: yeah, 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 honix, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those those freak the fuck out of her. Well, understandably so, they freak the fuck out of me. So
4: <laughs> but they're weird.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, kids are smart. They find weird things. You
4: know. Yeah. Oh, that's um, funny. The horses. Yep. That. Yeah, yeah. My daughter. I think she's caught every horse in Hyrule twice at this point. Like she loves <laughs> catching horses. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Uh-oh.
0: and naming them and putting them mm-hmm. in the thing, yeah. Little girls love horses, man. Like, Brynn spends half the time she plays that game on a fucking horse, just walking around, talking to it and shit. It's mm-hmm. it's fucking hilarious. I mean, it's kind of cool if you think about it. Like, she can go to a room and play with a, a, a horse action figure, because she has tons of those, but in this day and age, she can also turn on Zelda, and, like, it populates this beautiful 3D world where she can take a horse for a ride, and that's probably much cooler, so. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah kids these
1: days spoiled man (laughs) can't blame them
0: i shelby gets my my girlfriend gets mad because i don't regulate it as much as i should but i'm just like fuck i don't i mean i'm not a hypocrite when i was a kid i wanted to play video games all the time too so i mean it's hard for me to regulate that shit yeah um Mm -hmm. because i just i just don't care judge me if you will (laughs) but luckily my girlfriend does care so she keeps me keeps us in line otherwise i'd be in trouble um that's cool though. You gotta finish it, Fish. But you gotta put that game to rest. You have to beat the castle, and then just step away. You gave your daughter her own file, I'm assuming, so you can just. Yeah. I mean, if you don't beat Ganon,
1: you're gonna feel slightly empty in your heart. You know? That's true. Yeah. Monster and about... Hunter
0: might distract you, and then something yep. else is gonna come.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's what's gonna happen at this mm-hmm. point. Um, I might get addicted to Monster Hunter because it looks like it has a lot of systems that I made. Very well, get addicted to
0: all oh, the oh. systems. I love the way that sounded so nerdy. There's so many <laughs> systems. Am I gonna
1: have to... I'm just being honest. Like, mm. yeah, there's there's crafting, one or... system on this other system. Oh, god, system on system action. <laughs> system on system action. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cute.
0: <clears throat> all right, anyways, we'll get more on that next week. It's been a good show. Thanks, everyone, for the um. Uh support, and uh, also everyone that I was able to meet, everyone who's chimed in on the Instagram, both the Horizon question and anything else. Uh, um, please leave a kind rating wherever you listen to the show, iTunes. Um, I don't even know if Google Music or Google Play does, like, ratings and shit, too, but anywhere you can, leave a kind rating. It's in particular iTunes, because it brings a uh, a warm smile to Fish's cold, dead husky heart, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I need those warm smiles to survive. He does and we will just keep on trucking along so uh, thanks for taking some time out of your life to listen to the show and we will be back next week
5: adios